0: So, to properly tell my Las Vegas story, I have to go back, way back to when I was growing up. And I was raised by a single mother just outside of St. Louis, near East St. Louis, uh, in Illinois. And I grew up in a tiny house with a single mom. And we struggled, we did not have money, we went without a lot. And um, my mom was gone a lot. She was gone working all the time. She worked six days a week as a legal secretary at a law firm. And she did a lot of side jobs in addition to that to try to make ends meet. She would do extra typing. She would do dictation uh, from court reporters and lots of other stuff. And so she was gone all the time. Um, I would come home from school. Sometimes I would have a babysitter there who would stay with me until my mom got home from work. And sometimes I would just be by myself. And uh, I would walk home from school. And it was really lonely. And I always was alone and missing my mother. I was an only child until uh, I was almost 13 before my sister was born. But anyway, I was by myself a lot. And... It's funny. I used to come home from school and watch TV shows like The Jeffersons and Three's Company and all these TV shows where there were families and families that lived in apartment buildings because all I wanted was to live in an apartment building because I was by myself in our little house, which was like maybe a thousand square feet. So my mom was gone all the time and I, I had a lot of anxiety as a child growing up because I was alone a lot. There were several occasions I can recall when my mom would not come home overnight and would not come home for several days. And she always would leave a phone number that if she didn't come back in a couple of days I could call this number and that's a whole other story, but I grew up with that anxiety. and. It was interesting how that manifested itself in my adult life. When my daughter was born, I could not stand to be separated from her. In fact, when she was born in the hospital, uh, they did take her from for some time and they wanted to watch her in the nursery and do some tests and they wanted me to get some sleep. I had like 18 hours of labor and they wanted me to rest and I couldn't stand being apart from her. and. Um, after a short time i i told mike please go get our daughter i can't stand i can't even rest with her not being here well that went on literally for a decade i did not leave either of my children for one single overnight trip in more than 10 years i i was with them 24/7 on rare occasions we would get a babysitter and mike and i might go to a christmas party or we might try to just, like, go to the bar down the street just to have me practice leaving the kids. I couldn't stand it. When, When I was apart from them, I would have terrible anxiety. I didn't want to be away from them. And I even talked to my counselor about that, you know, and trying to get me to get over it. And I think the therapist that I had for... God, six or seven years, who was our marriage counselor and then ended up just counseling me, um, kept reminding me that even if I left for short periods of time or even an overnight trip, that my children were never experiencing the same kind of fear and anxiety that I could remember from my childhood, that, that fear and anxiety that I could so readily tap into even in my 30s, 20s and 30s. So um, it took me a long time to be able to be away from my children, and it it was very hard. And when we were away, I wanted to call the babysitter. I wanted to rush back. It was an issue. I will admit that this um, was not good for our marriage, uh, to never have time, romantic time away, uh, trips and stuff like that. So um, over time, I think Mike took advantage of my anxiety in that separation anxiety that I had. So here's an example. Um, When Mike was working at, I can't remember if it was Dell or Hewlett Packard, but our children were, you know, they were in middle school and I had been, you know, singing in the choir and taking day trips and, you know, being away from the kids a little bit. Um, Mike was gonna go to Las Vegas for some big convention with his employer. And Mike has been to Las Vegas many times. He actually really likes it. He says he loves to gamble. He likes blackjack. Um, I I don't know what else he likes about Las Vegas. But anyway, he enjoys trips there, and he always takes a little bit of money to gamble, a reasonable amount, you know, a few hundred dollars, maybe $600 or so he would take it. And if he lost it, he was done. And if he was winning, he would keep it. But um, he loves blackjack, and he loves drinking scotch and he would like to go. And anyway, he's been many times. So this trip came up and he was gonna have this beautiful hotel room for a week, all paid for at the Bellagio. And I said, Mike, let me go with you, let me go with you. And he's like, you're kidding, you can leave the kids? You know, how are you gonna do that? And I said, well, let me talk to my mother. I can get her to come to stay in our house. At the time we were living in a huge house in Round Rock. And and, uh, I said, I'll get my mom to come. So he goes, well, you know, that'd be fine, I, you know, if you want to do that. And, but he said, but I'm going to be on a business trip. I won't be able to spend much time with you. I, You know, I'll be busy and at conferences and doing this and that. And I said, don't worry. I mean, I'm a pretty independent person. I said, I will look around during the day. I'll go shopping. I'll take in some shows. You know, maybe you and I can catch dinner sometimes. But at, at the very least, we could enjoy this beautiful hotel room at the Bellagio in Las Vegas. So he said, okay. reluctantly, he said, okay uh, after I promised that I wouldn't meddle in his business and I wouldn't try to horn in on, you know, his happy hours with his boss or whatever. And I had no intentions of doing that. So I called my mother and I said, I'm going to go to Las Vegas with Mike. She was thrilled because she knew that I had a hard time leaving my kids and she knew that this would be a fun trip for me and Mike and she loved coming to Texas and I bought her an airline ticket and we were planning this whole thing it was a, a couple of months away and I was really looking forward to it I was you know reading about Las Vegas online my mom was excited about the trip she was going to get to come and hang out with our two kids in my big beautiful house and I would have all these groceries there and she could cook and my mom was really looking forward to it. So, um, the trip kept getting closer and closer. And I said, Mike, I, I need to, uh, buy my airline ticket. You know, this trip is like a couple weeks away. I need to, I need to do that. And he was like, well, you better wait. You know, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, you know, which day you should come and maybe you shouldn't come the first day. And, you know, he kept hem-hawing around and I, you know, was still excited and anxious about coming, and so was my mom about coming from St. Louis to stay with us in Round Rock. Well, it was, I don't know, maybe seven or eight, nine days before the trip, and I said, Mike, I have to buy the airline ticket, you know, because the price keeps going up. And he said, I don't want you to go. And I said, well, why? Why? And he said, well, because I don't want the stress of having my wife there and, you know, I'm going to be busy the whole time. I'm going to have these, this conference during the day. I'm going to have to go to these business dinners at night and it's just not a good time. And I don't know what my boss will think if my wife is along and, you know, just totally taking all the wind out of the sails for this trip. And I was really crushed. I had made kind of the mental leap to leave my children with my mother who I trusted uh, and, and I was gonna go with my husband to Las Vegas and I I knew I wouldn't bother him. I mean, I've gone on business trips. I've gone on business trips alone. I have flown alone. I'm not needy. I don't need to have somebody there holding my hand every minute. I, I could busy myself easily in Las Vegas. If nothing else, I would spend the entire time in the gorgeous, gorgeous Bellagio Hotel and go to the spa. and Take a taxi wherever I wanted to go. I I couldn't wait. But he completely um, jerked the rug out and said, No, you cannot go. And this was one of those nails in the coffin. I'll tell you, it was. And, you know, I, I look back and I go, Well, was it really that big a deal? Did he really feel, you know, that much anxiety over me coming? But, you know, it was. It was, it was a nail in the coffin because... I felt unimportant. I felt left behind. I felt not trusted. I felt like my husband and I could have had a nice time. We could have bookended it, you know, with a weekend or something and he would not let me go and said, no, I don't want you to go. So, you know, why would I go anyway? Because you you want to take a trip with somebody that doesn't want you there? No. So my mom came anyway because I had bought her airline ticket. And she came to um, Round Rock and stayed with me for the week. And I was very sad. I I felt sad. I mean, I was glad to have my mom there. And that, you know, was nice. We got to do whatever we wanted and, you know, sightsee in Austin and hang out with my kids. But I was really sad about that. Uh, so... What happened was I ended up buying an airline ticket to go to Las Vegas 2 months later with my best friend Kristen. My best friend Kristen who now lives in Portland. Uh she said, "Let's go." You know, she's she's from Las Vegas. She went to college in Las Vegas and she's like, "Let's go, Lisa." So I was like, "You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go for 3 or 4 days. I'm going to leave my kids at home with Mike and I'm going to Las Vegas." So I bought an airline ticket and so did Kristen and we got on a plane and we flew direct to Las Vegas. Stayed Thursday, Friday, Saturday, home on Sunday. And that was my first trip, my very first trip away from my kids overnight. And oh my, did we have fun. And we had a blast. You know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And (laughs) that is the truth. Um I if I had it to do over I would do some things differently. I would not have been so irresponsible while I was there. But I didn't I never I didn't cheat. I didn't do anything against my marriage. I just drank too much and passed out and threw up. Uh anyway, we gambled a little. We watched uh, a show called Be- The Beatles Love show. It was fantastic. We ate out, we went shopping. We jumped on the bed we drank too much. We, we absolutely had a ball. That said, there were some very dark moments while I was in Las Vegas. If Kristen were here, she could talk all about that. I was, um, I was in a dark place because I felt rejected, you know, by Mike. I was down about it. And, um, I think at that point I could kind of see the writing on the wall that, okay, we've got a problem here. We have a problem that Mike was more concerned over his boss's feelings than the feelings of his wife, the mother of his children. You know, I I thought he should have gone to his boss and said, hey, you know, would it be appropriate if Lisa came along, she'll buy her own ticket. You know, it, 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 it won't stop me from being at any of the events I'm supposed to be at. You know, he could have talked to his boss about it. And if his boss said, you know what, this is not the right trip, Another one, perhaps, in the future, then that would have been great I would have i I would have been happy with that. I would not have held that against him, but he was unwilling to talk to his boss and um, unwilling to talk to coworkers about it and so a group of them went to Las Vegas and he spent the week there and uh I stayed at home with my mother, so that's the Las Vegas story and You know, that's one of many, many, many stories that I could tell about why my marriage failed. There's probably a lot of stories I can't even remember. But that one, that one sticks out.